Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. So today we're going to talk about narcissism. More specifically, we're going to talk about whether or not you suspect or you believe you may have a coworker who is a narcissist. So hang on, enjoy the ride. I think you're going to find this, well, I think you'll find it remarkably insightful. I think you'll find it powerful. So with narcissism in mind, think about the following. Something is just off about her. You cannot put your finger on it, but you suspect she is different. She takes longer to get things done when she does not get her way. Or she makes things more complicated than necessary and avoids difficult conversations. It's subtle, but oh, it is noticeable. On the surface, she seems confident, yet you detect an underlying fragility. She's just fragile. She puts on this air of confidence but you suspect she is fragile underneath. Hmm. The Mayo Clinic defines a narcissistic personality disorder as a mental disorder in which people have an inflated sense of their importance and a deep need for admiration. Maybe that's the fragility that we're talking about. They have a need for admiration. They go on to say those with narcissistic personality disorder believe they are superior to others and have little regard for other people's feelings. But behind the mask, get this, behind the mask of ultra confidence lies a fragile self-esteem, vulnerable to the slightest criticism. Hmm. Does this sound familiar? And the typical narcissist is not easily spotted. However, the passive aggressive narcissist is challenging to identify. So if the typical narcissist is, is, is easily spotted, the passive aggressive narcissist is more difficult to identify. And according to psychology today, Many narcissists come across as openly grandiose and outwardly intrusive. But some narcissists utilize passive-aggressive tactics as a primary way of fulfilling their selfish needs to extract punishment or to exact punishment on those who fail to cater to their whims. Let me say that again. Many narcissists come across as openly grandiose and outwardly intrusive, but some narcissists utilize passive-aggressive tactics as a primary way of fulfilling their selfish needs to exact punishment on those who fail to cater to their whims. So I call these latent narcissists, and they become secretly hostile when things do not go their way. They devise subversive plans 
to make people around them miserable when they do not get what they feel they deserve. And I'm going to give you some diagnostics to help you better understand the person you're dealing with at work. So this is specifically for those of you who feel like you're working with someone that is just different and you suspect they might be a narcissist or even worse, a latent, passive, aggressive narcissist. So the first diagnostic, the first diagnostic is secret sabotage. These people fail to meet commitments or agreements with what seems to be justifiable reasoning. In other words, they seem to be attempting to do the right thing, but something always gets in the way. And they harm the team by interjecting information disguised as something helpful. And they deliberately act in ways that hurt team chemistry. They repeatedly poison situations with what appears to be something necessary. And it could go something like this. Let's say that you have a deal in the works and they come in in the last minute and throw something into the, into the mix that just causes confusion and possibly because they didn't agree with the original direction in the first place. Another tendency for passive aggressive narcissists is what we call hidden resistance. And by hiding resistance, they are rigid and tend to overcomplicate everyday challenges. They stall progress intentionally when they feel left out of the spotlight. And any significant issue that does not involve them gets challenged because they are not the center of attention. So it could be a process that's going on independent of them, but because they aren't involved, well, they tend to, well, make things go difficultly for the organization. They stall progress. They say that's not important. And it's really because they're not involved. It has nothing to do with them. So quick to blame others is another diagnostic. In other words, someone who quickly blames others portends the possibility of them being a narcissist. They become the center of attention by casting others in a negative light. They become large by making others appear small. And in meetings, they call out those who are absent and cannot defend themselves. They plant seeds of suspicion regarding people as potential problems. And they might say something like, I wonder why Mary did not address that issue. And Mary is not there to defend herself. I call that planting the seeds of negativity about another individual. And you'll love this. Ghosting is another tactic that narcissists employ. They ignore people or exclude them from issues and conversations. And this activity becomes intensified when they suspect resistance to their own ideas or approach to a situation. They leave dissenters off the meeting invitation or email distribution because they don't want to have them in the room. And when they get confronted about leaving someone out, they declare the behavior as 
an accidental omission. Oops, I forgot. I should have included you in that. Hmm. Are any of these sounding familiar yet? Well, here are some more. Sarcasm and hostile humor are another diagnostic tool. In other words, if someone uses sarcasm and hostile humor in a negative light against someone else in the organization, they might be a narcissist. Do they make hurtful remarks about others, mostly behind their back, with subtle comments or inflection? And on the surface, these comments appear harmless. Yet, upon reflection, you notice the pointed jabs as hurtful or deceitful. Hmm. Finally, these people, these, these narcissists are verbally hostile towards others. Hurtful criticism, perpetuating gossip, or innuendo are common tactics. They put others down to feel superior. They use negativity as a weapon against peers by constant criticism. And disguised as realistic feedback, they are openly critical without support or ideas for solutions. They only see problems while others see opportunities. Now, that I've given you those to, to help you possibly identify a coworker as a narcissist. There's some things you need to know that are really critical about narcissistic disorder. And it is important. No, it's essential to remember that true narcissism is a mental disorder. And again, referring back to the Mayo Clinic, a narcissistic personality disorder causes people to have problems in many areas of life, such as relationships, work, school, or even financial affairs. People with narcissistic personality disorder may be genuinely unhappy and disappointed when they do not receive the special favors or admiration they believe they deserve. They may find their relationships unfulfilling and they may not enjoy being around, and others may not enjoy being around them. And the treatment for narcissistic personality disorder centers around talk therapy, also known as psychotherapy. And when maintaining a working relationship with a narcissist is necessary, there are some things you can do to improve the situation. Now, doesn't mean that these are easy. But I want you to listen. This is what you can do. The first thing that you can do is establish, well, boundaries concerning undesired behavior. Speak up when you need to have a difficult conversation by using positive language as a catalyst. And you can do this by curtailing criticism or gossip in their presence. In other words, say, you know what? I don't think it's appropriate to talk about this with him or her not in the room. And prevent these narcissists from distracting or avoiding reality with sarcasm and humor. Here's something else you can do. Avoid arguing or labeling them because they, well, they do not realize they are suffering from a disorder. 
it is not your place to be the therapist. So avoid using names to describe undesired behavior. They lack empathy. So honest, critical communication about the behavior will not be heard or acknowledged. Experts remind us that people with this disorder usually do not change. And Dr. Diane Grande says a narcissist will only change when it serves their purpose. Let me repeat that. A narcissist will only change when it serves their purpose. And listen to this research from Washington University. Narcissists convince themselves of two things to deal with others' negative perceptions. And I want to ask you, do these sound familiar? Do these words, these are words that I want you to look for if you're trying to diagnose a narcissist. They say things like their critics are envious of them. In other words, people who are negative are envious of them. They're just jealous. Or they say their critics are too stupid to recognize their value. In other words, they're too stupid to see that I'm as good as I am. They can't see it. Do those sound familiar? Their critics are envious or their critics are too stupid. Listen for those words as a diagnostic. Now, you also have to remember, narcissists do not feel guilt, but they do feel shame. And shame can result in what we call a narcissistic injury. And that's why you have to be careful about confronting a narcissist. They may have what is literally called a narcissistic injury. And the narcissistic, the narcissistic injury occurs when a narcissist's elevated self-image or perception is threatened and thinks that their hidden true self becomes revealed. And a revelation occurs when the narcissist experiences a fall from grace. It also happens when their hidden behaviors or motivations are displayed in the open or when their egotism is challenged or questioned. And I want you to know there are levels of narcissism. Think of it like a spectrum. And instead of repairing it, attempt to play along and live with it. And the answer to how much of this you can tolerate depends on how entwined your life is with the narcissist or how deeply narcissistic, narcissistic the narcissist happens to be. And listen to this quote from Live Strong. It is a matter of making yourself as boring, non-reactive, and unremarkable as possible, like a gray rock. More importantly, Remain as emotionally unresponsive to their pokes and prods as you can allow yourself. Don't you love that? Be the gray war. Be the gray rock. Be unresponsive to their pokes and prods. Ignore them as much as you can. Be non-reactive. Make yourself the gray rock. And they will not likely have you in their sights. And researchers and psychologists are studying the reasons for current, well, narcissistic epidemic. 
There is literally, according to researchers, an epidemic of narcissism narcissism going on right now. And this is really new and early research. And they're saying perhaps there is no single cause at all. They're starting to attribute the epidemic of narcissism for changing parental styles or, as you might guess, social media. In other words, it could be parenting styles and the increased social media presence in our lives that are causing the rise of narcissism. But it's too early to know the true causation. There is an increasing likelihood for you to work with or for a narcissist in the future. And I want this podcast to be something that prepares you for that. Because if you have a narcissistic boss, it's worse than having a narcissistic coworker. But I want you to be prepared for and be able to diagnose and manage this uncomfortable reality. There's nothing easy about working with a narcissist. And if you can diagnose them, you understand what they're dealing with. And remember, they're not going to knowingly admit to being a narcissist. I have not met one classic narcissist that admits that they are a narcissist. They can't see themselves as other people see them. And remember, they're not going to respond to guilt, but they will respond to shame. And shame can result in a narcissistic injury, which causes even more problems. This is a struggle that's real. It is not going away anytime soon. It is only going to get worse as we have more and more narcissistic personality disorders in the workplace. But I want you to be prepared. I want you to know how to diagnose and deal with them. So this podcast is for people who are crazy. We are crazy enough to talk about narcissists in the workplace. We're crazy enough to talk about those odd people that we have to encounter on the job and that we have to negotiate as we earn a living. And if there's going to be more and more of them, more and more of them who can't see themselves as other people see them, yeah, it's going to get a little crazy out there. This podcast is for people crazy enough to do things other people are afraid to do. And if you enjoyed today's episode, share it on all of your social media platforms. Just share the link. Other people need help working with narcissists. Other people need help surviving narcissists. And if you want to know more about this topic or any other topic, you can go to www.johngrubs.com. There is a lot of free information, free articles, free videos. You can discover my YouTube channel. You can download a free book that I give away to everyone who visits the page. You can even interact with me. You can contact me via my website and you can ask me questions. You can uh, you can suggest topics for this podcast so that we can continue to get better. This podcast is for people crazy enough to ask difficult questions, crazy enough to, well, just move against the grain of society. And I want you to know that I am so appreciative of my audience. We have people downloading this podcast on, well, all major continents. Uh, I interact with people from from cities all over the world uh, when they find something valuable in this podcast. This is a podcast for people who want to grow 
this is a podcast for people who want to learn. You know, I am more passionate about what I don't know than I am what I do know. I am forever inquisitive and intellectual about discovering new ideas, new perspectives, and, well, new realities that are part of this thing we call life. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.